You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. everybody and uh we hope for good but she's having a good day slash earlier in the week and it's half that she's feeling better and the other half that we keep throwing topics that she just can't not be a part of so she's forcing herself if she dies next week she can blame the show and i will accept it uh that's that was a little dark yeah i you know what? I, we... It's going. It, it will be in the obituary regardless. Like if I get hit by a bus, I'll be like, "Hody Johns was driving." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. You know, this is the capitalist in me. I use someone yeah. until they have nothing left, until they've given it all. <laughs> or maybe I'll get nuked, and it'll be Brian's fault. And then I just I mean, say, "Where my apple?" Like yeah. More likely possibility right now. <laughs> all right. I'm uh, not touching that one. Yeah. You know what? Uh, let's be a little less cryptic and talk about uh, today's topic. We are going to talk about our uh, uh, the police. Specifically, there is a quote or a little little statement that you might see, usually abbreviated into four big letters: A C A B. All cops are bastards. What is the sentiment behind this? What does it mean? Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in a nutshell. Here, the basic idea is that many laws are immoral. And the cops are obliged to enforce all laws. Therefore, if you are a police officer, you are doing an immoral thing. Now, that is it as quickly and concisely as I can state it. Obviously, there's a lot of nuance, which is why this episode is not three seconds long. It is going to be about an hour long. So, <laughs> you got the right much, idea. And Brian's question on popcorn. Lou's got a beer. Let's let's go to Lou first because I would like to get her sober take on this before we really get to later. You don't know episode. how many I've had before now. Oh crap! I'm just kidding. This is my first one. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're fine, Lou. Go ahead. Give us your thoughts on the all cops are bastards. Um. So, like, I've really sort of run the gambit on opinions on this one. Um, I'm currently of the mind that that like I typically agree with the fact that all cops are bastards and I don't, you know, of course you can get into the nuance like we talked about and I, I know we'll get into that. Um, but I see that from a couple different perspectives. I used to work in law enforcement. I've worked in this patch Bastard. and I've been around it and I've been in it and I've seen it and I've seen the corruption and I've seen the good old boys club and all of those things and then on the other side of that working in activism and then doing pre-law and like a lot of you guys know that like i was on my way to notre dame law school when larry sharp snatched me up and threw me into politics <laughs> um <laughs> so, he should have let you go larry, larry. but you know what that was so much fun and i'm excited to do it again oh because i hate myself anyway <laughs> i um, you know, did a lot of case studies on a lot of law enforcement based cases, a lot of, you know, police shootings and, um, just unfair tactics in, in jails and, and things like that. Um, and then I've also had an incident, um, that I will not get into detail on, so don't bother asking anybody in the comments, um, where there were six large grown men over six foot tall all pointing loaded weapons at my 95 pound mother who has cancer and she's like what the fuck <laughs> um I, and I have no respect for anybody who would do that and the fact that it was such a mob mentality not one of them was like hey guys like she's probably 90 pounds soaking wet Maybe, you know, like, obviously she didn't have anything in her hands. It's just absurd. And the fact that, I don't know, it's just, it's not what it's supposed to be. This isn't Mayberry. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't have an overall problem with the concept of some sort of 
entity that helps keep the peace. Um, but this isn't it. And, and there's so much corruption from the top down and just money, the access to military grade weapons, all of it, it's wrong. And, you know, I know there are a lot of people that join because they want to do something good, but it's 2022 and you can't be completely oblivious to what's going on in law enforcement and just how insidious that corruption is. There is no more changing it from the inside out. We've missed those days. Like we missed that opportunity. It's time to tear it down and start over. And I feel like if you're joining up now, that's on you. At least after you've listened to this podcast, <laughs> right? You know, too too late. Sorry, we sorry you were innocent before, right? Uh, right. Brian, give us your thoughts on the on the uh, saying situation, libertarian messaging on ECAB. I have a hard time calling any any group all just any group. Just, just there's no matter how awful or how good something is, there's always going to be something good or something evil in it. Uh, we've seen that in nonprofits. We've seen that in any organization. So I think that just like public schools, we don't go around saying all teachers are bastards because they're having to carry out a crappy, federally driven, terribly designed system. And I think we're doing the same to, to cops here. We are asking way too much for them to be peacekeepers of the community, social workers and everything else. Now I'm not defending the old boy network. I'm not defending the corruption. Those are things that have to be rooted out. And I don't think that you can tear it all down without having nothing in between. And I think if you go ask most communities, nothing in some cases may be a good thing, but in a lot of cases, I think it's gonna be really terrible for whatever time frame there is. So just like the US government, I don't think that we go full anarchist tomorrow morning that everything's gonna be fine Tuesday. I think that the idea is that we need to look at how we can reform the system and the best reform is always sunlight. So I think that we need to have cameras on there has to be data retention, period, not magically it turns off. I think we need to change the rules to say that if the camera magically malfunctions, whatever evidence is gathered or whatever incidents occur while that camera is magically not working, there's no arrest. Now, that doesn't mean that while we didn't catch it on camera, no, if the camera's on and it magically, you see a big hand come in and do this and turns it off, yeah, we know what's going on there. So has to be held to a higher standard. That has to be held to a higher standard when it comes to police officers breaking the law. And I think a lot of the people that want to go in and have do good in law enforcement are going, I want nothing to do with this. It's kind of like being, let's say, a 22-year-old guy who's coming out of, out of college wanting to be a teacher in elementary school. How many guys are volunteering for that? They're going... This this has there is nothing good that comes out of me going into a school where I may not be liked very much. I may be one of the only few guys in there teaching. And if I have any problems with anything, there's going to be accusations or anything else. I'm just not going to take that risk because it's just not worth it. And that's what's happening inside the, the law enforcement community. I think you can reform law enforcement, just like I think you can reform government, just like I think you can reform education, and simply done by choice or visibility. And if you get those two in there to be able to root out the corruption that you're talking about, Lou, that I know is there. I've seen it myself. I've seen officers come into my house. We're calling, and the last time I ever called the police was my son was being exceptionally violent and having a, a very bad situation and i explained to the officer what was going on he goes is that like adhd I'm like you're not the person that should be here <laughs> thanks for coming have a good day <laughs> yeah. so but that's the thing imagine 
you're, you're a hammer. A cop's a hammer. If he goes into every situation, every situation, he's looking for a nail to hit. And society is not a bunch of nails. And right. unfortunately, the police department trains their people to be that way. Kind of like everybody's a nail and just hit it until it stops, you know, until it's flat in the ground. Yeah. Boy, there's a nice analogy. Hit it until it's flat in the ground or in the ground. Yeah. So I think that's where you've got it. Just I think there are really good cops out there. I know that personally. I also know some corrupt ones as well. I know them personally. Um, you start sending the good cops, those bad ones are going to have fewer places to hide and have a harder time getting back into the business. Oh, oh, and by the way, the last thing I, I always keep on saying about that, um, real simple, any sort of, you know, lawsuit that's found, you know, we, we get rid of qualified immunity or at least weaken it enough to where people aren't afraid to do their jobs, but then again, aren't, are afraid that if they do something really bad that they could lose their jobs. Um, loosening that up and then tying that to possibly their pensions or things like that will probably immediately weed out a lot of the bad cops. Yes. hundred yeah. percent agree. Yeah. The, uh, the big three for me, as far as Liberty goes are transparency, accountability, and voluntary. And without one of those three things, the other two kind of don't matter. Like, you know, they, if you drop, they can't exist. Right. If you drop the ball on being transparent, people can't volunteer for it because they don't know what they're volunteering for and you can't hold them accountable. If people aren't accountable, then it doesn't matter if it's voluntary and it's not going and it doesn't matter if it's transparent because they can do whatever they want. And if it's not voluntary, even if it's transparent and accountable, there's nothing you can do about it because it's right. involuntary. Cops. The, the entire police system fails on all three of those metrics, which is why it is one of those systems that is just, it is, it is very anti-libertarian, it is very anti-libertarian in its current state. Um, well, can sorry. I so, hold you one thing about it is also, yeah. we are expecting officers to enforce the law. Yeah. Now, I want you to think about this. Think about the rules that you have at your job. It's about, you know, it's probably, it might be a small book. It might right. be I, I think like I'm that. getting to that because that, yeah. that is actually my next step here. They yeah. enforce way yeah. too many laws. There is absolutely no possible way. Look, here's the thing. If a lawyer takes 12 months to take it to trial because they have to examine all the angles, we are asking a police officer to exercise that entire book in a matter of a split second. It is absolutely absurd. We simplify the legal, you are right, Brian, simplify the legal system and a lot of this fixes itself out. The other thing is, and I do wanna give you, a, uh, now <laughs> full disclosure here, I am like defund slash abolish the police. I don't believe it can be saved. But I do wanna start out by saying that as far as the all cops are bastards things goes, look, here's the thing. We know and have, I mean, heck, I can even link this, that officers target those of a lower intellectual capability, right? They are, does that make somebody a bad person because they don't understand all that we do about libertarian philosophy? We end, like, I opened up the show talking about how, like, some laws are bad and cops sign up to enforce all laws. Well, how many people that don't, like, sit there and critically think every second of every day go... Well, maybe that's just, you know, some people just say that's the way it is. You know, we're not going to live in a utopia and maybe a couple bad things happen. But what I do is necessary and they target you in a position. Look, if I'm Chick-fil-A and I show up at, at a school and I'm like, hey, I'm going to advertise at the school. I'm going to set up a little desk and tell kids that chicken sandwiches are awesome and preach the glory of Chick-fil-A. The school's going to be like, get out of here. If I am a police recruiter or a military recruiter and I set up a desk at the school and say, hey, I'm going to tell kids that we need combatants and combating is going to be awesome and they'll be taken care of and it's going to be the best. Hey, come on in. Welcome. We target them when they are impressionable. We target people. I mean, I, for the longest time, this was on my last dominoes to fall was my, I think police are pretty much good people. Why is that that I believe that for so long? Because I know I have friends that did it and none of them are thinking like, oh, I'm excited for this immorality. I'm excited for this power trip. That's not yeah. the way they go about thinking about it. What pisses me off about the state is they take what is heroism and they turn it into something awful. They take that heroism that makes somebody say, I'm going to sign up to be a cop because I don't think innocent people should get hurt. And then they have you busting in doors and breaking into places for their plants, for some stupid parole violation, for some 
you know, dumb gun, gun law for some investigation. And then oops, it's the wrong house. Right. So like the thing is, is you took people that I loved and corrupted it. I don't use the ACAB term a lot. I understand the philosophy behind it, but my problem is that it's, I, I believe these people can be converted. Aren't, wouldn't all soldiers be bad by the same metric? How many great wars have we fought? Right. Like how, how many awesome things are we doing overseas with, with combatants? Right. But here's the thing. Like, I understand that a lot of people that did that were trying to take care of themselves. This is the best way they knew how. And they've had it hyped up from birth that this is a heroic and great thing to do, you know? So like many of them don't understand this, you know, and, and when they do, and a lot of people learn by being on that job. How many ex-soldiers and ex-cops do we have in the Libertarian Party by being like, man, they finally asked me to do this, and it was just one thing too much. Am I embarrassed about all the other moral things they did? Yeah. But aren't we all doing immoral things until we know better? Like, they just, yeah. you know, and then you and then you have your eyes open to the rest of it. Um, and so, like, I, I, for me, it's it's counterproductive. Now, is it an individual basis? Yes. I, I am not going to give them the Nuremberg defense, right? Like, you are accountable for the bad things you did, even if you do them in ignorance. That being said, I believe in a repentance process and I don't believe it's best to just go around sniping them from the rooftops and being like, look, I'm helping. Cause guess what? Here's the thing about a system. You smack the branches and you're not getting at the roots, right? These, they, they come back, you know, and then you end up making your own side look really awful. Yeah, so right. like, yeah, like, like I don't like the messaging. I understand that we want it to be in an individual basis and it's important that people understand that, but to just be like, you're all trash. It's really not going to, it's really not going to work out the way we want it to. Now, uh, going a little further into this, there was a specific example, and it was good timing because we planned on talking about the ACAB thing all week. Um, but really, there's this thing in Gastonia that really highlighted one of the issues that I have with the police, the Gastonia Police Department. Um, I don't want to, here's the thing. They released a statement because they ended up they had a confrontation with a veteran uh, who had a dog and long story short, the dog ended up dying and they tried to fill in the gaps their way and how they filled it out was like, we understand people are very upset. So here's the information we're going to tell you. This guy was resisting arrest. We, we, you know, gently took him into custody. And during that time we had to find a new place for his dog and he had a friend look after it and the dog got off the leash and got hit by a car. Now, most of that stuff is all true and it's all very sad. Here's the problem is what they omitted makes this description that they released publicly to say, hey, we care. We understand why people upset. And here's our they, they actually call it a full statement. They say, here's our full statement. Well, shouldn't a full statement be full? You should include all the details, right? What was he doing that made him resist arrest? Well, he was panhandling. Why was he panhandling? Because he was sitting by the side of the road and somebody called the police and said, should you be allowed to sit there by the side of the road begging for money with a dog? Okay, you can, especially in the area where he was. That's not mentioned in the police report. Him being, uh, now, first of all, him being, this whole police report does not mention that the dog got tased. They tased the dog. They tased the dog in the back, okay? Not mentioned anywhere on the police report, okay? Witnesses come and say that he wasn't resisting arrest. They asked him for his identification, and as he opened his bag to search through it, they felt he was taking too long to find his, his, his ID. They got sick of it, and that's when they snapped and arrested him and tased his dog. Not mentioned anywhere on the police report, right? And they include resisting arrest and failure to provide identification. Um this is the things that they choose to include. And they say like, listen, full disclosure here. Here's where we're at now. It, and here's, here's the other issue. The dog legally given to him for, as a service dog for the PTSD he's dealing with this for his time serving this country. Right? So he's allowed to have it. He goes through, he files this paperwork and says, Hey, this dog's, or he cite, he cites a, a ruling that says, yeah, service people are allowed to have their dogs in prison. Not cops did not give it to him. This dog ended up being separated from him and getting hit by a car. Again, the dog getting off the leash and hit by a car, unfortunate accident, but he should have never had his dog separated from him by the law. And it separated that way. When the cops issued this report, 
And they say, hey, we fully understand the emotional impact of the innocent and why people are upset. This is just the way we see it. No, you live in a totally different reality. Did I'm sure both of you saw the police report on George Floyd. That's like science fiction. That is a total fictionization, that fictionalization of what happened. How about the Ahmaud Arbery thing? What the cops filed there? Total fiction. Complete yeah. fabrication. You could look at that. You could see what happened. You could see what got filed and just said, you made a bunch of crap up. And that's exactly what happened. Why do I bring this up as an example? Because this is a systemic issue. Here's the thing. When you release this thing, many eyes were on it. Any one person could be like, hey, guys, we're lying our asses off right now. We need to stop. Oh, by the way, that Gastonia police thing. Um, I'm going to send a link to anybody watching on the social media feed right now. So you can read about it. The inv uh, internal investigations officer, cop's dad. So not a whole lot of accountability there. And also that doesn't get mentioned in the report either. Too bad. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Isn't it? Right. Like, and here's the thing. Any one of these people could have stopped it. We had somebody on the main show. We are libertarians, um, formerly, or formerly we're libertarians. Now the Chris Bangle show who talked about how, um, she had, a, oh shoot, I don't remember the exact relation, but a family member who was sick and needed medication. The government didn't give it to her while she was under arrest. This person ended up dying. Yeah, and I remember that one. And and the cops kept saying, wouldn't even tell her what hospital the person went to. Wouldn't even tell. This is like the mom, right? Yeah, it was their kid that died. That's right. Yeah. And didn't say what hospital they were at. Didn't say anything was wrong. Kept giving her the runaround. They, what she got was one anonymous phone call. Very briefly, just saying, hey, you got to get to this hospital now. I can't talk anymore. Bye. One person. And how many were there? I mean, they're estimating like 80 plus people knew what was up and failed to say anything. Now, if you're one of those good cops, okay, and you see the 80 other people do this, at what point do you go, guys, what the hell is going on? We can't do this. But the thing is, is it's the system. I'm going to say one more thing because I'm aware I'm going on long here. Reason Magazine had a great article from somebody who tried to be a good cop. They made it one year before they were released. Okay, they said, I'm going to enforce all the laws I believe in. I'm not going to enforce any of the laws I don't believe in. I'm going to go through the system. There's, and it's a, great, it's a great read. It's not exactly, there wasn't anything thrilling about it necessarily, other than, hey, you're not giving people tickets for going five miles over. Bye. You know what I mean? That's pretty much it. But it's very eye-opening to say that this is the system we're in, and how do how do we get there? How did we get here? You know, th this person is just like, man, I just wanted to protect the innocent. I was all about going in and stopping a robbery, you know. And I think that's the trouble with some of the libertarian messaging is we do want somebody to stop robberies, we want somebody to stop rapes, but the police are letting your rape kits stick up, like stack up. They aren't testing them. They're letting murders go unsolved especially if you're in a particular demographic in a particular city yep. and what's happening now they can't find time to do those but what are they finding time to do hey guess what all your favorite speed traps still open all all your harassing panhandlers yeah that's still going on you know this is what they find a time to do their priorities are all out of whack is there a way to fix it internally? Look, I'm not defund or bust. I understand that that I am. <laughs> I'm one of the crazies that Joe Biden is talking about when he's like, hey, you guys aren't being helpful in the state of the union. We don't want to defund the police. But I do. Now, even if I can't and I got to work within the system, there's a lot that needs to change. There's accountability. Brian mentioned cameras. Cameras are a must, must, must. Um, yeah. I think that was one of the most enlightening ones is watching the same people who did the raid on Breonna Taylor do a raid on a different home because their cameras were off for that other home. Yeah. But watching the other home, they they yelled the F word like five times before announcing themselves as police. Right. What do you think was happening in the Breonna Taylor case? Do you think it was different? Do you think that time they decided to knock politely on the door, announce themselves? As, they didn't do it in the other raid. Why'd they do it in this one? Anyhow, I'm going off, but yeah, that's that. That's my feeling. The thing is, were... is, if you oh, have 10 bad cops and they're doing bad stuff, and then you have one good cop who says and does nothing, you have 11 bad cops. I'm sorry. If you, if this strikes a nerve with you and you say, listen, it's okay to wake up and say I'm a bad person. I supported the war in Iraq. I mean, there's blood on my hands, right? All right, well, it's been fun. Bye. No. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's been fun. Right, like I messed up. And you just say, hey, listen, I messed up. 
And let's change. Let's turn it around, right? Like that's part of the fixing process. I'm not casting you off forever because you made this mistake or you made this. If you're listening to this now and you're like, I think I might be making a mistake. I don't despise you. Like I understand what you're going through and why you probably got into this, but understand that your heroism is being manipulated and it really shouldn't be that way. I want to return. I want to, I want to know if return, I want to get to a place where when the police show up, people say, thank God. Right. Like the heroes are here. Right. Yeah. I want to, I want to simplify it. I'd like to see police be more like the fire department where you come when you were called, you come when you were needed. I'd also like to see other resources. A lot of like what Brian was saying, you know, there are tons, tons of calls, probably a huge percentage of calls that come into 911 that need to be handled by mental health care professionals, right. not police. And even like probably 80% of what police handle, they shouldn't be handling. I've been through the academy and I've also been through pre-law and I've read through a bunch of like law, but I never got to law school. So I don't want anybody to think I'm saying that, but like, I am fully aware of the vast difference of knowledge that is imparted on an officer who goes to eight weeks of the academy, as opposed to an attorney who goes to years upon years of school, depending on, you know, if they're just going to your law school, if they're getting their, you know, doctorate, you know, juris doctorate, whatever, like, and these are the people we rely on for these things. And I don't, you know, as you mentioned, a cop makes a decision in a split second, whereas a prosecutor may spend a year to take something to court. And that to me is terrifying. I mean, unless you're catching someone in the act or, you know, after someone says, hey, they shot me, you know, whatever, that's different. But when you're, you know, just pulling over a random vehicle because it, kind of matches the description of the generic gray sedan you're looking for and they happen to have a bunch of cash and so now you're trying to make a case for you know trafficking drugs or something like and these people sit in jail and lose all of their assets i personally work a job where i travel with cash on a regular basis because i work a job that is heavy in cash you know we'll go from work to the bank i try not to keep it on me all the time but that doesn't always work and there are times I'm walking around with more cash than I'm comfortable with. And at any point I could get pulled over and someone go, oh, hey, you know, let me let me see your ID. And I go to open my wallet and they're like, wow, that's a lot of fucking cash. That looks suspicious to me. Yeah, I worked my ass off for it. <laughs> you know, it's not, you know, those are things that really bother me. It, exactly. You headed to the strip club later? Is that? I was going to say, Hody, wait a minute. <laughs> that is what I'm trying to show off here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got my stack of twos, but yeah. I have one, two. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But I, and I wanted to touch on, you know, finally, you know, the phrase, all cops are bastards. Like on an individual level, do I believe that every individual is a bastard? No. Um, it, just like a lot of things, defund the police as a statement. Are there people who are like, yeah, completely defund the police immediately? Like, I'm on board there, but I also understand the, like, the hesitation. I understand the fear, um, especially living where I live. Like, crime is so... We beat Gary, Indiana as the most dangerous city in the state of Indiana. I'm so proud. No way. Yeah, we did. We beat Gary. What city is this? South Bend. Gary's famous, though. Gary's famous, but yeah, thanks to... When Mayor Pete left, it all went downhill. Oh my god, it went to complete shit. Yeah. I mean, it went to complete shit before that, but... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) when, When the cop shot the black man in the back in the parking garage here in town and then mayor pete went out to have like a conversation with the people who were out protesting and got surrounded and then practically shit himself because he couldn't like keep it together that was priceless and i don't think he showed his face in this town ever again after that he was too busy campaigning elsewhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i had to look it up sure enough yeah most crimes per capita, at least in Indiana. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's gotten real bad here. But, yeah. I mean, and a lot of you know that's why I moved. I had a bullet come through my bedroom. Jeez. Almost hit me in the head. That's why we moved. 
I'm surprised to see Memphis, Tennessee leading this knit list nationally. Oh, yeah, Memphis yeah, is bad, so especially bad. West Memphis. Really? How sad. Yeah. It's Memphis terrible. is such a historic city. That's so it is. sad. That's part of the problem it's, is a lot of historic cities have yeah. some of the highest crime rates. Right. Man, St. Louis is awful. Yeah. East St. Louis is 10 times worse. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, St. Louis is bad. East St. Louis is yeah. terrifying. Don't stop. Terrifying. Keep going. And I've grown up in Tokyo, Phoenix. I've been all over New York. Big cities. I don't want to walk around South Bend by myself. No, I don't blame you either. I've, I, my grandson lives in Mishawaka. And it's, it's awful. Like, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Mishawaka is not bad, but you no, just, yeah, you know, that's kind of up where we are now. Yeah, you go go a few miles west, and it's like, yeah, yeah, we're not. And it's it's moving this way. Luckily, the <clears throat> game is sort of blocking it. Yes, it is, and that's yeah. helping. Yeah, there's. But, yeah, as far as like, cops or bastards go, like. To me, it's part of a, it's it's a hook. It's a marketing ploy in a, a lot of ways. Sticker. Right. It's And there's <clears throat> more nuance to that. Then, then say the nuance. That's the problem I always have with it. All yeah, I'm a marketing it. person. I'm all about the hook. Yeah, I understand. But I'm also about, about hooking the right people and not turning off 50% of my audience. You know, it's, to say all cops are bastards. You get maybe one. I don't what? typically run around saying that, but if I understand. Asks me, I'm, I'm like, yeah. people, people that, and I understand the 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 anger and stuff like that with it. But if your marketing is like you're only appealing to ten percent of, of your base and or ten percent of the populace and pissing off the other fifty percent, you know that that tends to not be good marketing. I don't. It tends to be bad. I don't it's know. Hook, but I, you know. Hook. I also personally feel like it's 2022. Mm -hmm. If you are not aware of what you're getting into, that's on you. And I, at this point, people should be making better choices. Now, I have clients that are police and former police, and I love them dearly. Mm -hmm. I have friends that are police or former police, and I love them dearly. But I'll still tell them, like, I don't, I don't like what you do, and I don't like the person you have to become to do the job you do. But Well, do they say... Hey, you know what? I agree. There's times I don't want to be that person. Oh yeah, they all say but, that. But but are there times they have to be that person? And that's the problem is you just said earlier about the split second decision that has to be made. I've seen crazy people just being nuts. I mean just just having a mental breakdown. Yeah. But but it's if you don't have any training in it, it's hard to tell if that person's just having a very bad day. Or if they're looking to take some people with them. And and, and it's tough. Right. Like earlier today, and I, I, I didn't get a chance to share the picture. I, I saw four cops. We were in Henderson, Kentucky. We stopped at Sonic. Wife wanted Sonic. We got Sonic. Yay. But I saw an old lady who's heavily medicated, um, was walking away from Walmart. She had two bags. Cops stopped. Two more squads pulled. Four cops there. Four big guys and this lady who probably weighed 95 pounds. And cops, I were driving by, he goes, she's like, I'm leaving. And she's like, hey, 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 I want to talk to you. Now, the one thing I will say, I was fully expecting, get the camera out. It's going to be entertaining. <laughs> they they talked to her for like a minute, all drove away, all of them. And she went walking on her way. And I was like, okay, that's good. Good. That's good. I mean, I mean, she stole some from Walmart or something like that, you know. I, I am a believer in if you shoplift that that is a crime. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Like if somebody walked into my house and took something, I would want it back. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I agree with that. So, but that's the thing is that when you're pulling up to those situations, you know, you don't know what you're getting into. And that's where better training comes into play. That's yeah. where the eight weeks at the academy. And, and by I, I also have another friend who's family friend who is an uh, officer, Southern California. Um, has seen the worst of the worst, has been spit upon and all this other stuff. And he's in a slightly better job. But yeah, I got an answer you. A lot of times the cops also don't want to deal with a lot of this crap too because do you know how much paperwork there is? And I know oh, it yeah, sounds terrible. Sure. So I was like, oh, you have to do paperwork after you shot him? Oh, no, yeah. after you do anything, you have paperwork and it's... I mean, as an EMT, I remember it was terrible. Man, oh yeah, I, I can't snack, tell snack. you how many times... For example, as 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 an as team ACAB, like I will, you know, I will fully admit there are amazing officers out there. I was partnered with a young man um, 
and there were he had been a former parole officer i believe yeah and so he was pretty familiar with some of the frequent flyers and things like that mm-hmm. and you know we were just out on patrol and came across a young lady that he was familiar with walking on the side of the road and he kind of pulled up behind her and uh, got out just to talk to her. He was very kind with her and like she knew him and it was he was just kind of checking in with her and he walked her intentionally off the camera. And but here's what he did is he took her pipe from her and smashed it in the grass and sent her on her way. Mm-hmm. And he said you know, you have to come come to a meeting. Give me a call. We'll, mm-hmm. I will work with you. Yeah, cool. And then he sent her on her way, and she yeah. did. That guy is a good cop, right? Um, and- I, you know, but they are so few and far between. It is hard at this point for me to, like. You know, like I'm sure there are great priests out there, but I don't well, think I'm sending my kids to church camp. APAP? <laughs> APAP now? I mean, you yeah. live in South Bend, so APAP, I mean, there's plenty of proof for the Catholic Church, but you know. Oh my God. So, well, like, that was in South Carolina. Here in, here in uh, South Bend, they actually, in the last couple of years, have been trying to put together kind of a civilian like accountability board, which I was all excited about until they hired handpicked by the mayor a former detective out of indy who had a history of federal corruption imagine that and then the whole thing just went to shit and nobody talked about it anymore they were like oh forget it like we got more to this right we got more to say partly why i'm like you know what just dump the whole thing and start over because you clearly can't get it right right we, we got more to say on this. I'm not going to interrupt this topic. I'm just, we got to hit a quick break and we're going to be back because yeah, there's a few more details on this that I want to get to. Uh, so hang with us and we're going to be right back with more Are All Cops Bastards? Thank you, everybody. Welcome back. I appreciate you hanging through the break. So a couple things that I wanted to, to clear up um, for this discussion. Um, so what's, what's the level if we that we say this is this is not salvageable anymore um because look we're, we're kind of having some some people think of that with the libertarian party right now right like what level does it get to when you say i can't do this anymore is it bad apples is it the barrel is this the nature of playing politics and this is just the barrel is gross or can we still work with it and just be like look those people suck i condemn those people fully i'm gonna say what i can i'm gonna distance myself from those the gross ones right and like identify those gross people you know because i i think how many cops would do you know i mean we we all saw the the police officers that made the one guy basically play simon says and then shot him after 10 minutes right like when he failed once on the simon says put your hands up simon says put your hands behind your head simon says get on your knees with your hands behind your head like from a prone position and then as soon as he screwed up they rifted him right like that's awful and there was a team there but it's like at what point do we say that was just that team watching that happen and screwing that up versus that's just one cop versus that's the whole galdern department I mean, there are some cases, I mean, I'm convinced that in some cases, like Minneapolis, I'm pretty sure the police department there just wants, they they want, they want to be defunded. They want to be above, like, they just keep pushing it, right? Whereas other people can say, hey, my local cops don't do that much. This brings up one of the interesting points in this part two that I wanted to bring up, which is two unrelated questions, but I'm asking them at the same time anyway. Um, Libertarians, one of the most effective positions you can run for is sheriff. It's an... It's an elected position, and there are, this is sadly not funny, but I know that this is Harry making the comment when he says, why do you think the Blacks had to learn how to dance? (laughs) Uh, Harry, if you weren't Black, I'd have to kick you from the channel, but (laughs) because I know you're joking. Uh, I don't know, but teach me. (laughs) I have no rhythm. (laughs) I know. Well, it's as simple as uh, it's as simple as uh, falling asleep in a tanning bed. Apparently, no, that's terrible. Um, what? I, but like libertarians can run yep, for the show. So, how much do you get involved with 
the sh with the system to try and change the system internally versus saying, hey, I'm not going to be a part of this. I, like burn it to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what's what's the point here? That's the question. Question one of two that I have for you, Brian. I'll start with you on those. So, like, what, what at what point do we get not involved? At what point do we try to fix it? What's our solution? I guess for reforming, or if it can't be reformed, where do, what do we do instead? Well, I mean, we we still have the problem of we're not. You know, we we're we're still giving a group of people a lot of power, a lot of responsibility, a lot of stuff to do, and the ability to do it in a split second with eight weeks of training. You need more time training to be a hairdresser than you do in most police departments. So, number one, maybe a little more training, maybe a little more understanding. Number two, realizing that you can't train everybody, but maybe we can train some of the people to be on duty. And yes, I know coverage, blah, 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 because I can tell you, I know these special trainings that they go to, which are usually strategically between December and February in Florida for two weeks, all expenses paid near a very nice golf course. Um, those need to go away, but that's a different story. But three, not give them as much to enforce. Just like Lou, like your friend, um, the I know police departments now that look at drug abuse as more of a personal issue than a law issue. That is growing. That is changing. Not fast enough. But I was just going to say that. <laughs> not fast enough. But again it is changing and societal change is slow and it's we're always impatient for it to happen um and, and it should happen but the thing that drives that is public knowledge and if there was nobody with one of these recording up in minneapolis or a very much larger one of these recording rodney king we don't know this is happening yeah. so the more cameras that are out, the better it is. The I remember when uh, a black teenager was shot in Chicago recently, and they, the Chicago police released the whole scene. The kid was running away from cops. Cop found him. The kid was trying to throw what what ended up being a BB gun. But I think we all agree there are BB guns that do oh, not yeah. do not scream. Stupid. I'm a BB gun. They scream. I'm a large black gun coming out to do awful things he was doing this with it and the cop literally thought he was doing this with it and shot him the shot the kid once in the chest fell to the floor the cop immediately started trying to save the kid's life but i mean it was over and that's that something point. you'd almost never see is right. after they get shot people just stand around and still yell at him like yeah, they're dead but, dude <laughs> well, well the cop called ambulance because there was an ambulance waiting and amazingly left out of this and at the time was that the kid who was i think 14 or 15 at the time was hanging around with a 22 year old who was running bad things you know and i'm not saying drugs i'm saying other bad things so but that guy did get caught but that being said yeah we're, we're asking a small group of people with not enough training to carry all this power and make all these immediate decisions instantaneously every moment of every day that that for normal people more people will go peace i'm out i'm i want nothing to do with this yeah you're you're attracting the wrong people the so, job requires like a superhuman kind of person and and and, yeah. and of course who are we hiring chads not, not that yeah well, we're, <laughs> and and they're hiring um yeah and i mean it's again just too much to do in mm -hmm. too short of a time with no training and and no I, I'm learning from this. So yeah. we 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 get we, we a lot more sunshine on this. It's not gonna fix it. I guarantee it. There's always going to be problems. But right. I think if you yank it out and say it's gone tomorrow, which is take a look what happened in Minneapolis. Minneapolis was the poster child for defund the police and they said okay and then the neighborhoods went wait this this isn't good i don't i don't <laughs> think you know 
Yeah. I don't Luke. think defund the police mm -hmm. implies necessarily that there shouldn't be something else in place. I, I always thought the better catchphrase was going to be refund the police, as in redo the funding. And even say redo the funding. Yeah, so, like yeah. I'm down with that. Get right. I but want no one wanted to say that out of it. I want. This is my first time hearing it. I like that. Refund the police. That's yeah, catchy. no, I just completely strip it down. Take away all federal monies. Take away all access to any military gear you should not be using that on fucking civilians I, you know you go back to pennsylvania what yeah. i mean that was god how many years ago and they bombed two city blocks yeah oh yeah no that that was that was insane i i will say this i i do think they should have kevlar i do think they should be able to no that's fine. protect themselves protective gear yeah. is one and thing the offensive one thing, gear hell no yeah and and the other thing I, I i think is this a no knock raid a no knock raid eliminates qualified immunity oh a hundred percent there should be yeah. no no knock and, raids and they must have like, cameras immediately and, you have confirmed somebody's in immediate <laughs> danger harry's just trying to just get everybody to quit <laughs> I should wear nothing I but can white see it now, though, like <laughs> police officers in all white, like yeah. people out in yeah. the streets just Are, throwing red paint to, on them. Do they have to wear the hood with it, Harry? Or no, no, no. Um, <laughs> but Lou, I, I mean, I did want to propose the same question to you because I know you're probably closer to me in this regard. At what point do you say that something is not worth saving anymore? What point do you get involved with it and try to change it? We okay. are there. In my opinion, we're there every single day. I am seeing at a minimum one incident come across my newsfeed of someone's poor dog got shot. Someone's poor kid got run over by a cop who was chasing someone through a residential neighborhood when they should have called off the chase. You know, all kinds of stuff. Not to mention the obvious no-knock raids and the George Floyds and, you know, Sandra Bland's and Brianna Taylor's, like all of those things, right? Like beyond the obvious, you know, and then there's the, um, there's all kinds of corruption when it comes to elections in smaller towns for sheriffs. Um, the sheriff I worked for um, recently was arrested and sent to federal prison on corruption charges. Um, he was literally pulling, I mean, this one of, uh, there were dozens of charges and I couldn't even recall what all of them are. Um, but one of the things he did was he was pulling inmates out of the county jail to come basically do, like, indentured servant work at his home for free. Like, and this wasn't part of a work program. It was literally just his, where he'd go pick up a slave for the day to come do his fucking yard work because he's a sicko. Like, yeah, cotton growing in the field? <laughs> well, it was South Carolina, so probably. Probably. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I'm pretty sure the dude lived on a plantation. Um, it's just like, I, yeah. there's so many things wrong at this point, whether it's the money, the poor training, the violence, all of these things. We see it every single day. Um, and the corruption that comes, you know, whether from a federal level all the way down to like small town police departments, all the way from your street beat cops up to your county prosecutors, your state prosecutors, your, you know, attorney generals. It's so insidious and ingrained in everything. I just like you can take one thing and address it and fix that and take another thing and address it and fix that. And you're playing a game of whack-a-mole at this point. It is time to start over. And I think lo localizing is a big one. Now, obviously, we all have local police departments. Um, and there is benefit to, you know, state and federal like abilities when you're talking about cases where, you know, someone transported a child across state lines, and they were kidnapping, like, obviously, that becomes a federal case. Right. So, but there's no reason in 2022 that this police, this local police department and this local police department can't just communicate. You really don't need another agency if you organize your organization properly. I, I don't think of any 
local law enforcement that wants to deal with the feds. Every time I've talked to lo local law enforcement and their involvement with the feds, it's usually a, oh, fuck, type of moment. So it, it's not a fun thing. And the, the, the um, uh, what am I thinking of? The centers that they built uh, to work with local law enforcement. Um, <clears throat> game thing in the area, it's, it's from uh, the Patriot Act, um, where they can share data much more effectively right um i i think those are issues but i mean this still gets back to what laws are we enforcing and what are you going to yeah and and thank you harry for for pointing out fusion center thank you that's what was the word i was looking for um that you know there's just so many things i just don't know if nuking and paving uh especially if they stole my apples uh from from orbit is going to really fix the problem overall because we have a lot of poverty we have a lot of endemic poverty we have a lot of of drug abuse and people doing silly things because of drug abuse and cycles repeating and kids i mean god this weekend driving through friggin kentucky and seeing all the trailers that are just barely standing with three or four kids playing in them right. yeah Think about it. That's a lot. Of I mean, there, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that conceptually a police type force is wrong. Um, but a lot of what they do is wasting time. They're not focusing on the right things. I swear to God, not a single traffic ticket should be written until every rape kit Thank you. is tested. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with the whole... You know, if you're driving and like almost running people off the road, they should pull you over. Right. Like, yeah. obviously, then it becomes a danger to someone. Yeah. Like, that's different than like you were going five miles over in an area where there's nobody around or your light was out. And when they pulled you over, they thought they kind of smelled some weed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, well, let's let's be clear here because we're, we're coming up on the end of the program here. This is a this is a significant epidemic that we have right now when you look historically and when you compare us to other countries we are in a historically bad time to run into authorities um the police uh, i'm looking at some data here per 10 million people uh 33.5 of them will be killed by police now maybe that doesn't sound like a lot to you but this isn't 10 million bad people this is just 10 million is this beings. per year right this is annually yeah um the second country is under 10. We are 33.5 in that category, the U.S. is. So and then, you're really looking at like 900 people a year? Because don't we have like 300 million people? Um, Wait, my math is probably way off. No, you're actually very close. It is 1,099. Uh, according to, I guess this was 2020. But there you That's go. That's 1,099 too many. Yep. And well, and, and like, obviously, like Brian says, are there some incidents where you're like, man, I did my best. Here's my problem right. with those. Cause like, I agree with Brian. Now, first of all, that incident could have been avoided entirely. Like there's a lot beforehand. As yeah, far as yeah. that cop goes, I like that. He like, was like, oh my gosh, like crap. Like, I didn't want to do that. Let's resuscitate this guy. Let's fix it. Cause there's not enough of that. Cause what happens is a lot instead of these cops being like, cause I mean, the Gastonia police that I just you know, that I've been the example that I've been putting. instead of being like, crap, he was allowed to have his dog and we screwed that up. Like, oh, he was, he's getting his ID and we got impatient. We really shouldn't have none of it. They don't want it. They don't want to fix it. Right. There's no desire. You have to drag them kicking and screaming to fix it, which is probably why. And Brian, I think you make some good cases because I don't know if there's a way to pitch this to a rational audience. But I do not see us fixing it. I think we need to, I think if, even if I'm proposing a non-anarchist solution in the current situation we're in, I would just say we need to start over. Start over. The incentive structure for, uh, structure for prosecutors needs to change. The oh, yeah. mission That's... for police officers needs to change. The entire system needs to be, even if we, like, I think for me, that's the compromise I would accept is to just say we have to start over because there's no small fix on this, right? We mm -hmm. make them get body cameras, but they don't really want to wear them or there's no accountability when they do wear them. And, oh, we want to constantly want not working. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. Oh, that's, hey, hang on here. Yeah. You realize the body cameras that police officers wear mm -hmm. are the exact same body cameras 
that companies like Facebook, Apple, Google, all these other companies make their employees wear when they're working on top secret projects. Do you think those cameras break ever? <laughs> With no. regularity? I would assume no. No, I would assume they no. work just fine. Now they're not out in the field and stuff like that. I get that. But, you know, uh, not that hard to do data retention. Um, right. In fact, Terry, Dennis, and I could probably put together a system that would probably be pretty rock solid for a relatively inexpensive price. So, Right. Like I've got yeah. friends with GoPros who never have that problem. And you can get yeah. one of those babies on Amazon for 90 bucks. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's changing. I, I think the more sunshine there is and the more outrage there is at this. And yes, there's going to be more people that are going to leave because they're going to realize um, that that the culture that Harry is exactly talking about, the us versus them culture, that needs to change. It really needs to more mirror the fire department. Uh, I've never seen a firefighter. I've seen some real asshole firefighters, trust me. Um, but it's never been an us versus them culture. And once Correct. that changes and we meet, we mirror that culture, I think things start changing for the better. Not perfect, and it'll never be perfect because we are not a perfect society, but we'll make it a lot better. And that's why I think nuking and paving um while <laughs> on to do over apples and police officers for some people it's it's i think it's just gonna be far messier than we can ever imagine especially I don't expect especially it not to be messy i don't expect change not to be messy regardless um, of how incremental you do or don't do it mm -hmm. uh, change is always going to be messy um but I, my personal feeling on this particular topic I'm an incrementalist in a lot of ways, like general anarchy. I'm very much an incrementalist because it's like you can't just pull the rug out from under people like in general when it comes to social programs and things like that. Like, I'm not a Darwinist anarchist. Right. I think you and I are both non-collapsitarian anarchists. Like <laughs> right. I, I want to incrementally, as long as it's a direction towards there, that makes me happy. Right. I'm not it saying it happens over far more aggressive than it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got and police need to get on board. We got oh, about I, I one say, minute for each last... of you to say something. So Brian, you got one minute. Lou, you get one minute. I'll take one minute and we'll say goodbye. Brian, okay. go. Click. The only app, only app, app or a cab I'm going to support is Genesis Abacab. Great album from the '80s. I suggest you all listen to it. <laughs> that that that's my that's my piece of my mind for tonight. <laughs> Perfect. I I love it. Lou, uh, your Abacab. I'm sorry. A cab. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. You know, I just wanted to say I'm so happy to be back. And in this new format, like, I really feel like I can I can hang. <laughs> um, I, I agree with our our lovely viewers. I think two hours was killing me. Uh, the trouble is I love the peace of my mind. And I don't I know do that too. we can do a subject do in under like 30 once, minutes. Once a quarter or once a month and do yeah. a big piece of my mind. Yeah, I think we'll have to do that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. On the topic of police um, and, and this topic in general, I, you know, I want to see us in a society where we're more community focused and, you know, things that are medical issues are medical issues. Things that are mental health issues are mental health issues. Oh, man, Harry, I love you. I've missed you. Um, so I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't think that, like I said, it, it's like playing a game of whack-a-mole at this point, And we have to be more aggressive if we're going to make any real change. You know, we had all these people on the left screaming, you know, ACAB and defund the police. And they all turned around and voted for Biden. So Who do they really part want of a state of the union? To say we're going to increase the funding to the police. Did, did you see the look on Maxine Waters' face when, uh, when he said that? That was just priceless. It was like. And like, as libertarians, <laughs> we so often get to say, I told you so. But this is one of the ones I really don't. I'm not enjoying. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I told you so. I mean, we did. We kind of did that with a lot of the build up to the war in Russia, and believe me, that does not feel good at all. So, I, I'm, yeah, I've been talked off the ledge on on a few things regarding capabilities and stuff like that. The time that I will really worry is when the U.S. changes its strategic posture. If we yeah. start yeah. changing our strategic posture, that's when I'll 
Fossil. Here we go. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, listening in to some some solid libertarian philosophy. As you can see, we got a few differences on uh, exactly where to go from here. But um, as you can see, there's a lot of common areas we can work together on. And that's how it's done. So thank you for tuning in to the show that tells you how it's done and sometimes accidentally or on purpose predicts the future. Uh, we look forward to seeing y'all. Uh, next week, Lou, super stoked you're back. Brian, I'm, I'm, you're actually back too from traveling. I had, had you off for a week as well. So yeah. uh, stay healthy, stay home, and I will stay here. And everybody <laughs> else have an excellent evening. We'll talk to you next time.